Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, fresh off of a UFC Vegas 78. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the Apex, the home of Juliana Miller. Uh, my name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling after a, uh, you know, we had a UFC Vegas. We had some boxing that went on that was, uh, you know, it seemed like it was a good fight. I didn't get the chance to see it, but a lot of people were saying it was an exciting fight or at least kind of one-sided. But uh, how was your weekend, I guess I should ask first? Uh, pretty good. Nothing really insane happened. Um. We have some Tuesday Night Contender Series. We have the Ultimate Fighter about to wrap up. Um, that was actually good. Actually, the Ultimate Fighter, like I think the way the season's going to end is pretty good. I mean, it's pretty much the four best out there. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for the Hollaball Hubbard fight. I actually think I'm going to take a shot at Hollaball as a, as a dog. That's going to be a really good fucking fight. Um, and Cody Gibson, I, I, I kind of forgot like about him and his UFC run, and he goes out there with a fucked up knee and Smokes everybody, so... And then McGregor says he's going to bare-knuckle box KSI. Um, yeah. So that was fun. I mean, I try to <laughs> ignore a lot of the stuff that he's doing these days. It's a shame, because... <laughs> Apparently, the December fight's getting close to getting locked in with Chandler, but, uh, you know, I'll believe it before I see it, or I'll see it before I believe it. I don't know. Something like but, that. Um, I, something. I, listen, I ain't fucking believing it. Let's just say that, all right? Uh, <laughs> Aljo's probably uh, moving up after 292, so that kind of puts a damper on the... Maybe, on the mood, maybe because if he not. wins, it's like great. You know, now he's gonna move up, and it's gonna be a uh, the, the belt's gonna be up in the air for Morocco to just have, and everyone's gonna be mad at that, including myself. Um, but we'll see what shakes out there. Sugar Show, he's here. Um, Ian Gary signs with Jake Paul's team, so that's interesting. Um, we had a twister for the third time ever go down in the UFC, so. Uh, there's a lot of finishes on this card for sure. The first, the first seven fights went uh, were were finishes, and six of them ended in the first round. So, some action, baby, some action in the apex. I believe they were giving out some money, not as much as I thought, though, but they were giving out some cash. Well, Mr. Krabs, uh, aka Dana White, has got to give out some of that bread that he keeps raking in on a weekend and week out basis. So let's get right into it. Rafael dos Anjos takes a hard, hard L to Vicente Luque. Luque bouncing back. After an evisceration by Jeff Neal, we discussed everything on the last pod. I guess we should just talk about the fight. But honestly, Ty, we kind of discussed a little bit before. Really not much to talk about here. It was just kind of a real boring, uh, you know. I, I know some of you purists out there would love to talk about how this is a chess match and all this. This... I really don't think you, objectively you could say there was anything exciting about the way this fight played out. It was a lot of clinch work on the fence. Uh, I think I, I, I discussed it a little bit, but I didn't think it would play as much of a factor because I, I don't know. I, I guess I should have just really thought this one out uh, a little bit more. But Luke's size in these uh, clinches and these sort of grappling exchanges kind of played a, uh, a big factor. And it was just the fact that Hardier really only knows one way how to fight, and it just was not going to work against Luke. And uh, it was just, it really was just kind of a, a wash. And I know the some of the judges, the, the rounds were close because there really wasn't a lot of action. So you could give uh, one round here to RDA or one round to, you know, to, to Luke. It, it kind of could have gone back and forth, but the right man wound up winning. And, uh, you know, we were on the wrong side here. Yeah, like a lot of these rounds with the strike totals were pretty close. I mean, they didn't really exceed 20 significant strikes in any round either uh, and total strikes, they didn't really exceed 30 total that much. Like, it was very, uh, you know, they were just battling for position, a lot of grinding, just a, a tough 25-minute grappling match, wrestling match, to 12 minutes of control for Luque, almost four for Dos Anjos. Uh, Dos Anjos, two of seven on takedowns, Luque, eight of 11. Um, I, I don't really remember Vicente Luque putting up numbers like that ever. Yeah. Ever. Um, so that that's kind of disappointing. I think, you know, RDA, uh, I don't know what he should do. I mean, I don't think he's completely cooked. You know, he didn't come out here and get knocked out in the first round. But 
Um, 170 is probably just not his, I, I don't think he's a ranked fighter at 170. I don't even know if he can make 155. So it's like, I don't know what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, welterweight's probably easier with the level of competition, but man, he can't win a main event against a guy who's coming off a brain bleed. I know he got cleared and maybe he's fine. Right. I mean, he, he obviously has Seemed changed fine. his style, com- changed his style completely. Like he's been working with Usman, uh, which I did not know that Luke and Usman have been training a lot. So it looks like he's honestly trying to put on a more grapple wrestle heavy approach to avoid, uh, you know, a cumulative damage to the brain, which listen, very smart. You know, some guys like Diego Sanchez, BJ Penn, they never did that. So, uh, good on Luke. I mean, he's only 31. Which is fucking crazy, man. He's been through so much, so many wars and so many tough fights, but yeah, honestly, good, good win for him. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that count on him out. I know the, the odds were kind of close, but, uh, the money at the very end was coming in on RDA. I think he closed like 130, 140. So, yeah, tough, tough, gritty win for Luke. Not the most entertaining, not the best, but uh, pretty much a UFC Apex main event. Yeah, it's unfortunate that that's a part of this and that's a thing, but it just felt like that. It felt like a real, you know, <laughs> boring sort of ultimate fighter sort of fight where it's like, okay, like, yeah. you know, this is this is happening. Uh, I'm at the – like, one was live. I was uh, – I was at the Phillies game and I sat there, had it on my phone, but then midway through like the, I think I got to the third or fourth round. I was like, okay, I'm good. Like, I don't need to see any more of this. I knew how it was going to happen. I went back, watched it the next day. And I was like, I don't even know why I did this. Cause I knew exactly how the rest of this was going to play out. It was just uh, a mismatch. It's the best way I could put it. It just was never really going to be a good fight. It seems. And like you said, like Luke, the good thing about him kind of changing his game a little bit is that it's going to, lead for more longevity i know he's already been in some wars and it's it's one thing to you know some of these guys who fight the way that uh he fought this past fight they they can't fight like a savage like he has in the past and he has that inside of him he can do that if he needs to but like in a fight like this you don't need to go out and have a war with rda or like when you're fighting a uh say woodley back in the day when you're taking shots from woodley you don't need to be doing that when you could just be putting pressure on him being smart maybe applying some of that grappling and, you know, the wrestling because Woodley towards the end wasn't really uh, the, the grappler he was in the beginning. But I don't know. I guess it's just good to see Luke, like you said, kind of making strides in his game, getting better and uh, voice crack. But, uh, yeah. Um, now, we're going to get into a little bit of a uh, part of the card that was a real tough loss for me personally because uh, you had this as well, I believe. Uh Hakeem Dawadu loses a decision, a unanimous decision, to Cub Swanson, where I got to be honest, Ty, I, I don't know how. Now, I, I, I get, like, when I watched, when I went back and watched it, it was closer than I thought it was, like, off first watch, but still don't understand how you give Cub Swanson two of those rounds. Uh, I, I really just don't get it, but I guess I'll, I'll ask you if you feel the same way. Yeah, I thought, honestly, it was closer to 30-27 Hakeem than 29-28 Cub. Yeah. But I do like I do think, like, I mean, the third round, Hakeem pretty much uh, outstruck him. Total total strikes, 52-32. to 32. Uh, There wasn't one takedown attempt by Cub, but he also got reversed in that third round. And significant strikes, Hakeem had nine more than him. The second round, they were very close. Cub outlanded him in total strikes. Um, and then the first round was kind of close, but Hakeem had the edge there too. I, I don't know, man. I thought Hakeem definitely did enough. I feel like he definitely fights on thin margins though. He, yeah. He's somebody that makes, makes rounds and fights close. I mean, um, even going back to, what was that fucking guy's name? Kyle Bokniak. He, he, he fought to a split with that guy. Yeah. Um, and I know that was early in his career, but that, that guy Bokniak was just, you know, he just liked to make it tough for guys. So he's always been kind of like that. The Trezano fight was, close-ish um he was winning he was winning parts of that erosa fight before he lost so i mean that's that's two that's two tough decisions in a row and three of his last four he's now lost and just six straight fights have gone the distance uh since that knockout of uh yoshinori hori where he was beating the brakes off that guy so I don't know, man. I don't know what's really next for Dawood. i feel like he's kind of stalled a little bit i do like his striking i do like his speed i feel like he just um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he just needs more power or uh, needs to just uh, diversify his striking a little bit. But um, it seems like he's kind of uh, stalled out a little. 
Um, but I, I just, I, I mean, dude, Cup Swanson didn't even think he won. Like, how many fighters will admit, like, oh, yeah, I don't think I did enough to get the job done? Like, not any of them, really. Like, it happens once in a while. But, but yeah, I think everybody had the same reaction that was uh, watching the fight live. Um, maybe not a robbery because it wasn't, you know, complete, completely one-sided, but the right guy didn't win. So uh, how do I not call that a robbery? Uh, Robert, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm with you. Even looking at the, even looking at the media scores, uh, how many people had it for for Cubby? Let's see, like two <laughs> of twelve. Yeah. Um. So just that's just just tough, just tough to see. Two of twelve, and three of the guys on the side of the cage had it all for Cub Swanson, which kind of made ap- like it literally. The more you just sit there, you're like, dude, that made absolutely no sense. Just. And shout out to uh, I believe we we weren't the only ones who got screwed. I believe Mikey Betts got screwed as well. So, uh, God damn it! Shout out to Mikey Betts out there. Thank you for listening uh, to everyone out there as always. Uh, and I think you even said like it was what what like plus like six hundred or something. I think I, think I, I didn't I didn't see this myself, but I saw someone say he was like minus fifteen hundred in the last minute of the third round. Like <laughs> you know. Uh, the people that set these odds and make these odds, they're not idiots. You no. know, I, I, I get, I, I don't know. It's just like, um, it's not the Holy grail, but like, it's like those people are, aren't playing with their money. Like, you know, yeah. the, if they think that it's a certain way, they're trying to be smart about it. Those people have jobs to uphold. They're going to, uh, they're going to set the line a certain way. Uh, I saw all the Twitter scorecards were on our side too. It just seemed like, I seemed like yep. we got hosed and I hate to say that, but it, that's how it felt. And, yeah, it's unfortunate because all you all we can really do is sit here and cry about it. But uh, <laughs> pretty know. much, uh, I mean, good win for Cub, I guess. Uh, he he didn't even think he won after the fight. That's <laughs> I know. that's I know. the tough part. But how about Khalil Roundtree with a straight left decimation of Chris Dawkins, who drops to twelve and four? It um it might be over for Chris. Uh, it's, twelve and that's, seven. That's yep. That's four in a row. Uh, he, I mean, they, honestly, we kind of said it uh, in the pod uh, last week. It, they really haven't been doing him any favors with these matchups that they're setting him up with because it seems like he's just fighting all enormous black dudes who throw bombs. So I, I don't know. The last yeah. four thing, literally the last four fights have been almost carbon copies of each other, just one smaller than the next. And yeah, I mean, they're all hammers. I mean, Derek Lewis, Curtis Blade, Jorzina Rosen, Strike, Strike, and Khalil Roundtree. What do you think when you see those four men? They How? fucking throw bombs and they're big, dude. Khalil Roundtree is yoked. Yeah, he is on all the sauce. Like maybe if they want to give Mister Dawkins a welcome to two five, maybe Alexa Kamer would have been the perfect option. You know, maybe uh, somebody not as um, Volton terrifying. Walker. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about him yet. The, the jury's still out. <laughs> maybe uh, I just want to see that, that man get in there, dude. <laughs> Maybe Tanner Bozier for for Dawkins. Maybe you know your boy Zach Pauga. I don't know, but feed him. Um, he got welcomed to the division by a ranked heavyweight, light heavyweight, which uh, I also thought again was a mistake. But he's probably done. I would assume. No, I would sure hope so. Honestly, I I, <laughs> I think I think the days of Chris Dawkins fighting. I mean, this guy had a couple of what main, main events, didn't he? Or at least one. I'm pretty sure the Derek Lewis fight was a main event. Uh, Derek Lewis definitely was. Um, I don't think the Curtis Blades one was. It was. Oh my god, it was. Jesus. Jesus God, yeah. And then you know, then they learned uh, their lesson after that. But uh, brutal. It's crazy. It's just such a weird. Like, <laughs> look at the first four guys he fought, just big, slow fatties, and then look at the next four guys he fought. Like you said, big powerhouse, yoked motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> just a very odd. Odd um, fight selection, I guess, or, you know, matchmaking. But, I mean, I feel like it's kind of unfair to cut him now. I mean, <laughs> again, like, four prolific knockout artists. One of, some of the best in UFC history. I, I know Jarzino hasn't fought that much, but um, in his early career, he was putting these dudes out to sleep. I yeah. remember I was in the hospital one time watching him fight. I forget why I was, why I was even in the hospital, honestly. But I watched him fight Junior Albini. And I was yep. like, damn, when's he going to knock this dude out? And he, he knocked him out pretty bad. Uh, remember he jabbed your boy Alan Crowder in nine seconds? Yeah, who um, could forget? So, uh, and then obviously Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades even has sneaky power. He just doesn't really have a great chin. But I, I would like to see them give him another another guy 
like that's not good at light heavyweight, but I mean, I don't think we necessarily need to see that, you know. Like, no, I'm. Mean, it's not like the the thing is. It's <laughs> I'm not clamoring to see Chris Dawkins. I wasn't before. I definitely yeah. am not now. And barring him, I know he talked about it. So going to 185, that's his only. He's got to just keep uh, going, man. <laughs> I I mean, I didn't. <laughs> What happens after that? 170? Well, no, that's it. If he gets put down oh, okay. at, at 185, it's over. You have to be done. But uh, it's, it obviously wasn't it at 205. So, it was, like, I don't know. He just doesn't yeah. take a shot well. And I know he gets hit hard. I mean, it's just – shout out to my dog who just decided to start barking now. But She she agrees. Cut him. I would cut him too. But how about Yasmin Lucinda, there's so much going on in my house right now. There's people walking in and out. There, there's just there's all sorts of stuff going on. But uh, the whole party. Yasmin Lucinda, arm triangle over your girl Pollyanna Viana. Uh, which was this was eight minutes into the fight. So I'm so glad that I bet this. I knew I knew the uh, I what did I have here? I had that fight will not go to the decision, which was one of my favorite. I, I didn't know that was even a thing that I could bet. Figured it out last week. <laughs> and uh, this was the move because, like we said, so, uh, Pollyanna Viana is kind of kill or be killed in a sense, and so is Yasmin Lucindo. So we'll take that W. Yeah, pretty boring fight. They were stood yeah. up a couple times from the bottom, and then out of nowhere, Lucindo was just like, all right, uh, let me put her in arm triangle. That was, that was it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Pollyanna Viana, I think all of her wins are by finish, and – yeah, all of her wins are by finish, and most of her losses are by decision, but she's been subbed twice now. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what's next for her. I mean, she can't, she, you know, she beats the uh, Mallory Martin, Ginny Fries of the world, but, you know, she can't beat Tabitha Ritchie or Veronica Macedo no. or Yasmin Lucindo. So, yeah, I mean, pretty good performance by Lucindo. I didn't see her getting the sub because um, I think she only has th- three now, but uh, still pretty good performance, pretty good, pretty good finish from her. We'll take it. How about uh, AJ Dobson? Stefan and Jukwe, this was another boring one, kind of just buried in the middle of this card. Uh, leg kick fest, yeah. and Jukwe had absolutely nothing for him. Uh, I, I don't. I was Jukwe. I felt like I've noticed. No, I mean was, they were kind of the same size. I, I've, it just felt like Jukwe had absolutely no chance to even get close to finishing this fight, let alone even winning the fight. And there was a couple takedowns, right? If I remember correctly, uh, Dobson, yeah, Dobson. Dobson pretty much stole the fight. In the third round, took him down and controlled him for the whole round. So, seemed like there was a lot of just uh, I don't want to call it filth, but just a lot of boring little slop fest kind yeah. of happening in the middle of this card. It was one of those filler cards. It, it, thank God we got finishes, but um, yeah, like, very, mu- very, very much agree with what you said. Uh, you know, it was it was a good win for Dobson. Also, Tafan is yoked. Like he's yeah, probably he going to win a body a bodybuilding contest or five. Um, Maybe that affects him. Maybe he can't swing punches as well because his arms are just, you know, absolute balloons. But that's three in a row now for Tafan Dadan. He's six and four. So I think maybe maybe he needs to, I don't know, maybe he needs to take it out to CFFC or Cage Fury. That is Cage Fury. Um, Brave CF, something. LFA. You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, getting getting smoked in, in a minute by Olberg, sure. Invicta. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he was winning that Ozma fight, but then he got crucified. And then this fight, he just loses the decision. So he's, he's lost in, in very different ways, but he just keeps losing. Not a, not a recipe for success. Maybe you'll find him on that UFC roster watch list. You know who just hit the UFC roster watch list? Uh, I, I saw James Krause. Is that, is that James him? Krause? Yeah. Finally cut him. I don't know what the whole way it was. Maybe his contract just expired. I don't know. Um, Yoada Yenjechek and Heinish both f- formally announcing their retirement, handing in their papers. No more, uh, no more fighting from them. They're joining the the Mandy Bombs of the world. Yeah, Mandy Bomb also so, on the list. Yeah. So terrible, terrible. We got to bring her back. Yeah, not really. Uh, how about Josh Fremd? Unanimous decision over Jamie Pickett. Real dominant uh, grappling sort of um, show showcase here. Uh, Jamie Pickett's just not that good. We kind of discussed it. I thought we had a couple opportunities for. I think we almost had a guillotine at one point. We we were threatening a lot of different submissions, but we never really. Uh, we got close, but not that close enough to uh, really, yeah. you know, get the victory for that for that bet. And uh, 
I mean, it's a good win for Josh Fremd. He, he, you know, he needs to start stacking them up after, you know, he had a couple of rough outings to begin his uh, UFC run. So it's, uh, you know, now he's two and two. It's, it's a, a good couple wins for him. Tough to not finish Jamie Pickett, though. You know, oh, I yeah, mean, sure. Dennis, Dennis Tallulah made, uh, made short work of him. Kyle Donk has made really short work of him. So J- Jordan Wright, remember the, the, the yeah, beat down he put on him? The Beverly Hills Ninja. Um, How could, I mean, I'm always tuned in. Um, yeah, how about, you know, Jamie Pickett getting a couple of takedowns? He had a, I think it was like the end of the second round, he had, or beginning of the third, he had a little bit of success. But he's just, again, I, he just doesn't do anything really well. You know, no. he's a good athlete, but <clears throat> he's got good size. But he's kind of like Joseph Holmes, the only one of the only guys he's beaten. Um, just a big, long, like he's got an 80-inch reach for middleweight. That's fucking crazy. He's only 6'2", you know, like, yeah. that's, that's John Jones territory. But unfortunately, he fights more like Chandler Jones, so... What are you going to do? How about Marcus McGee, man? Taking out your boy, J.P. Bays, in, in two minutes. Uh, kind of knew right right from the beginning of this fight how this one was going to play out. And uh, it, <laughs> and it almost went exactly how you said it was going to in the uh, pre-fight uh, podcast. So uh, what what a call by you, Marcus McGee, TKO. I think we had that um, minus 145. At least I did. I don't think you didn't put it on your card, man. What's yeah, going on with you? What's going on with you? I I don't know. It was a weird. It was a weird card. I think this weekend is also going to be weird. I don't know what I'm going to do betting wise. I don't know if you looked at any of the lines for 292, yeah. but it, or, is it 293? 292. Uh, just absolute ballooned lines, literally everywhere. I'm like, I don't even know what the bet on. I never know what the bet on, and usually I funnel something together. But this time, I'm like, yeah, should I take the shot on uh, Sugar Sean plus 200? Like maybe. Uh, but geez, man. So yeah, uh, there wasn't just. Just wasn't much to play, I think. I mean, you know, I thought J.P. Bays was going to try to implement wrestling and grappling because he can't strike, can't take shots, but I don't know if he knows that or not because he got shelled with a step-in right hook from Marcus McGee. Um, it was kind of an awkward stoppage because I, I was thinking the same thing when I watched it. I was like, oh, he's out. Oh, wait, no, he's not. Oh, yeah, he is. No, he's not. Like, he kind of face-planted, and then he kind of got up, and then Herzog kind of let him do whatever, and then he, like... <laughs> stumbled face first into the octagon uh into the cage so it was, it was very apparent that he was done yeah. mean, if he would have took like one more shot he would probably went out cold so uh, i don't have a problem with the stoppage from mr herzog there it was just like kind of awkward because jp bays has zero e- uh, control of his equilibrium zero chin zero striking defense um he's now nine and six and he's only 27 and he's been knocked out four times so he's also been submitted once so like I don't I don't know, I mean he's he's definitely done now. Look for his right? name I mean, on the watch. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not on there already. Honestly, I mean, you know, Bruno Silva, Montel Jackson, Cody Durden, Marcus McGee. Yeah, I mean they're not the 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 worst fighters in the world, but they're also not the best. So I mean, if you're getting knocked out by all of them except for Montel, like I don't know I don't know what's next. He obviously um, he's obviously still still heartbroken. Yeah, people know, kept saying that, that on Twitter. I was like, oh, man, everyone. <laughs> He's never going to live it down. He's never going to live it down. It's a tough luck, dude. Unfortunately. It's a tough luck. But, yeah. Uh, that's what kind of happens when you're, yeah, I mean, hey, at least my girlfriend didn't uh, live or work in the same company that I did. And then I have to, you know, deal with all these fans yelling at me every time I do anything or tweeting at me all the time. So that part uh, kind of probably sucks. So. How about Terrence McKinney, T Rex, getting that win back, man? Getting, getting, getting back under the, under the green side of things with a one minute and twenty five second. Excuse me, I almost just threw up on the mic. Decimation of Mike Breeden, who should not have been in the cage with him or in the cage. <laughs> period. I guess. I don't even say. think he knew he was in the cage. Well, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knew. I don't think that was him. Come on, man. <laughs> That motherfucker right there is not real. <laughs> how, about, how about her being like famous now all of a sudden? Yeah, like, well, she's not real. What a world! What a world we live in. Um, one of five on total strikes, Mister Mike Breeden threw. Terrence McKinney said, "Nope, I'm coming for you." Thirty of forty-seven. He really, man. He's really, he's really hell on wheels. That first like ninety seconds. Yep. Um, I still really worry about his footwork. I really, really worry about his footwork. Like if he had footwork like. Hakeem Dawadu, I would be all in. Not all in, because he still has cardio like me. But I saw you getting you know, into like, people on Twitter about his footwork. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know who it was. Shaq Majori, my, my guy from Canada. That does really, uh, really good things. I forget who he works for. I don't know if it's MMA junkie or not. Who cares? Uh, the he MMA media, me the good, me, like a weirdo. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the MMA media personnel is—they're uh, very odd people, but also they bounce around from job to job because that—that that is not a great pay, not a great paying job, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I see the potential. One hundred percent, I see the potential. He's quick. He has power. He can pretty. He can. He has, dude. He has amazing head kicks. Like he wants to put somebody out with a head kick and he's going to do it one day, I think, but he just has so many fundamental problems, um, defensively cardio wise and with some tech, you know, technical aspects of his offensive striking. Um, even his, his offensive wrestling, I think he, he tires himself out really is, is probably the biggest problem that he has. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, we're, we we just need him to really work on his game. And I see his tweets, and like he doesn't seem like a dumb guy. He doesn't seem like somebody who's naive. Like, well, did like, you see? Uh, did you see that the drama with that? Maybe I. I guess I, I did not. <laughs> it's Is that his Twitter account? Oh, uh, that makes sense. But there's a lot of times I see him tweeting, and it, it seems like it's him. The way he's like typing and talking, and he's just watching fights randomly, and he's and he says random things. Or he comments on like the NFL, like random shit. So I guess that's why I figured. I just you know, saw he was that like, like a, uh, on uh, like he was on Ariel's show or something like that, and I was like, no, like somebody tweeted it was like, oh, just like you just found out like Santa isn't real, like Terrence McKinney, like you know, it's not him actually running the account. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna choose not to believe that. Simply, I'm just I'm just gonna go yeah. about my days and act like I didn't see this. But yeah, um, I, I mean, listen, I, I would love for him to, you know, his next fight, you see him patiently kickboxing from the outside and blitz in once in a while, but then back up, circle around the cage and like, you know, pick his pick his opponents apart and, you know, maybe not tire within 30 seconds. But I'll have to see it before I believe that. But I'm, I'm still here for it, man. I, listen, I, I'm on the T-Rex train. I've always been on it. Yep. I've been thinking about getting my ticket off, but I'm staying and uh, here we are. You've been waiting for the train to slow down just just enough so you could jump off he without doesn't, breaking his shoulder. But, yeah, but like you know, it the the, it's the throttle fast. is full. He, yeah, he only knows how to go fast, man. So, so you're either going to the know, destination we'll or that train's fucking crashing. But you know, hey, enjoy the ride while you're on there. How about the Midwest Chopper, Isaac Dolgarian, not to be confused with uh, Damon Targaryen. Takes or care Dan Blitzarian. Or Dan Bilzerian. Yeah, 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 Bilzerian. Yeah, you can't forget him. But how about a absolute decimation of Francis Marshall's face? Because it was just take down, hold, and smash. And Francis Marshall left in a bloody pulp. Yeah. Um, man, he, he had some hype, Francis Marshall. And uh, I think that's just another guy, dude. He, <clears> so in this fight, he was... All you people out there, but... <laughs> he was... Um, <clears throat> he won up... Mr. Mike Breeden landing one total, one significant strike. He landed two. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I saw, I, I don't know if it was the commentators, they were like getting a little antsy because Dolgarian took him down and then didn't really do much. But then when he won, he was just trying to, to pass him, really. <clears throat> he was trying to slowly, systematically pass him, break him down, and then just smash him. <clears throat> and that's what he did. It took him, it took him a couple minutes, but it doesn't matter. He got him out of there in the first round like it was fucking nothing. Nothing like one. He started uh, th- throwing those short, like very, very short, compact elbows yep. that you know maybe aren't as big as those John Jones twelve and sixes. But man, they cut you open and you bleed the same. That's for fucking sure. So that's two fights in a row where he's just really looked terrible. Honestly, I mean the the, the Gomez fight, he was he landed like ten percent of his strikes, um, and then this fight he doesn't. He just gets sm- smashed. I know he's young, but um, it just doesn't look like he has much. Uh, you know much. Much defense, much um, you know. When, when somebody's dictating the fight, he, he's not going to do anything about it. Gomez dictated the kickboxing exchange. Dolgarian took him down and ground and pound him. So, and even again, Marcelo Rojo was doing good work before he got knocked out. So, I, I think honestly, Francis Marshall is a bit of a front runner. Um, he's still young. I think he works with some good guys. I forget who his trainer is. Uh, he fought for a long time. I can't think his name, but. <clears throat> Still, he's, he's got some things to work on, for sure. Uh, would that trainer be Mr. Kurt? Kurt Pellegrino? K something? Yes, Kurt Pellegrino. Thank you. 
Batman. I was thinking of Kurt Hallball. I was thinking of Kurt Hallball. I was like, I don't think that's a straighter. Not to, confuse, um, not to be confused with George the Silencer Sullivan. So there's a yeah. lot of guys going. Who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, the Silencer. <laughs> but yeah, not a great, not a great look for uh, for your boy the Fire Marshal. Nobody likes the Fire Marshals anyway. I don't think anybody's ever. Nah, liked they're always a like, fire oh, don't don't put this in front of the door and stuff like that. Uh, come on, man. Well, if there's a fire, yeah. we're getting out of here, buddy. We're, don't 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 you worry about that. But how about Martin <laughs> Boudet? Really disappointed us here by not being a lay and pray like we had hoped for when we when we uh, w- when we put our wagers down last week he Kamora's Josh Parisian in the uh in the first round and this was kind of uh, made it look easy yeah uh he had about negative 15 seconds of cardio uh that was bad that was really bad yeah well um, I, there's really not much to, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna waste your people's I mean, time you know, like, what else can you even say uh you know Josh Parisian's about to get cut Mr. Parmesan he should, and thanks for coming. Yeah. But he'll somehow find another. Him and Parker Porter will run it back, or you know, well, I don't even know if they fought, but the, 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 we'll find something for him, like we always do. Somebody will fight <laughs> these heavyweights. The heavyweight division is full of just slop at the bottom half of it. It's unbelievable. But how about Jacqueline? He did Emery? fight Parker Porter, by the way. He did. I, I felt like he did. That's what I was like. Well, you know, let's run it back yeah. then. Let's just run they it. They both back. somehow landed 120 strikes, so that happened. That's probably a banger. If I remember, I think it was a banger. They were just going to war. <laughs> Big two fat guys just laying on each other. Al, he went 15 minutes after seeing that display. Martin Budai put him in a Kimura like it was nothing. He pretty much helped him. <laughs> he said, here, dude, fed it to him like a WWE match, but... Uh, Amarim takes care of Canejo, which is that's who they had her name at, not Montserrat Ruiz. They just used yeah. her nickname, which was something else. But uh, I had nothing on this fight, so I I didn't really care. I kind of knew exactly. How, you you labeled it perfectly that can, this Canejo girl is just way too small to uh, be mixing around. If you're too small for the lowest weight class, then you probably shouldn't be. You got to go somewhere where they have one one oh five. I know they probably pay better here than they would somewhere else, but. For competitive wise, it's just it's you're you're fighting an uphill battle, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> she's so small, man. Five foot, sixty one inch reach. Like her her strike her strikes landed per minute zero point eight two, absorbed per minute four point two four. That is a massive difference. Um, I know she fought Amanda Lemos in one of those fights, but God, man, um, she's just she's not good enough. She's too small, way too small, like. I don't know. Amarim, I was a little disappointed with. I think she um, I, she has a lot of first-round or bust parts of her game. Uh, first-round, like, finish. First-round sub, I should say, or bust. But she ended up getting to the ground and pound in the third round here. So at least, at least she's making improvements. She landed a fuck ton of strikes. I mean, she got, I think, uh, let's see these scorecards. I think she got a couple 10-8s. So at least there's that. Rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. <clears throat> so the first two rounds, she got a ten eight in the first two rounds from Mr. McCarthy and Mr. Camijo, but she she got two ten nines from Tony Weeks. He didn't give her one two one ten eight. Why? Is and that's Tony the boxing Weeks, guy. Like, yeah, like he's cooked. Ever since that one stoppage, he's cooked. He Ron, needs to not be around any combat sport ever again. I'm sorry. And Ron, he said because right before- John McCarthy. Yeah. He, it, when when Ron McCarthy is giving you the best card of the three, something needs to be said. Well, uh, maybe that we like we talked about. Maybe that stern talking to that John gave Ron maybe really paid off. Maybe. I don't know if John or Ron or Don are giving anybody a talk, but somebody needs to get a talk. Also, John McCarthy. Anytime somebody gets hit hard in Bellator, all you hear is "Whoa!" <laughs> um, that's like his go-to. I think it's kind of funny, honestly. But um, the family's having some issues. By the way, I'd like to just say it to everyone out here listening. If you do hear power tools in the background, <laughs> it's just a toothbrush. It's just yeah, like I'm, I, I, I just can't do anything about it. It's either I do it today or this podcast doesn't come out, and I don't ever. <laughs> yeah, and I have no other place to do it, so it has to. Matt's happen. house is being rebuilt <laughs> yeah. from the ground up. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable, man. We were good for a while, and then. Yeah, it's just you know. We, we, just so you know, that I hear it too. Okay, if you're in if you're in your car, like, what <laughs> yeah. is that? Like, yeah, I hear it too. All right. Uh, I, if you don't hear it, then good. And I'm doing my job because I'm trying. Never mind. But yeah, just just so you know. But we have what? One more? One or two more? We got two more fights to talk about. Damon Blackshear, Damon. Sorry, Damon Blackshear, with the what third ever twister in the UFC's history? Kind of. Do you know who the first two were? 
Uh, one was Korean Zombie, right? You know who he did it against? <clears throat> no. Leonard Garcia. Jesus. What was and you know one? who the most recent one, Bryce Mitchell, did it. Oh, that's right. Devils. That's right. So all three twisters happening in the last 10 years and two of them happening in the last two, like three years. Very impressive. Yeah. That also looked very terrifying to be in. Um, not a good situation. I've, uh, I've Jose Johnson. I, no, I was going to say, I got put in one of them one time, man. And it, it is one of the most, un- I didn't realize how uncomfortable it is. And you're like, oh, yeah. well, he just getting like, no, no. It, it feel, literally feels like your ribs and your and uh, your spinal column is getting just ripped out of your body. You're just like, okay, tap, 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 tap. You just get. Yeah, out of I there. imagine that was the first level of pain that you felt when back in the day when you would get quartered, yeah, the, uh, medieval times. Yeah, but Jose Johnson did pretty well in the feet while I was standing. He's quick, man. He's very quick. Yeah, uh, they were swinging right off the bat. Damon Blackshear, good performance from him, and also he's looking to become the first fighter to ever win two fights in a seven-day period. That's right. He's going to be back this weekend. Really? Um, yeah, he's fighting... Um, Mario Bautista. Uh, Ma- Mario Bautista wow. after Cody Garbrandt. Uh, his chin got uh, cracked by some soccer mom on the street. No, but... um, What did happen yeah, to him, did he say? I don't know, actually. I can try to look that up, but I guess... The only other fighters to ever try that, who's the chick that fought twice in like two weeks or three times in a month? Remember that it wasn't Montserrat, but it was somebody short wrestler. Godinez? Yes, Loopy, Loopy. She fought like two or three times in a month or two weeks and comes out the one time fought twice in 10 days. No one's ever done it in one calendar week, one seven day period. So I honestly hope Blackshear does it. He didn't take much damage in that fight. No. But um, Mario Maltese is a tough Tough out for almost anybody. I, I, mean, just, I thought he was going to smoke Cody Garbrandt, but... Yeah, I just hope the weight's not a problem. That would be the only... Uh, yeah. It's at 135 again, so... It doesn't look like he cuts a ton of weight. It looks like he's lean already, but... Who knows, man? This coffee, man. I got this new kind of coffee today. Like a new like Starbucks bag that I make in the, uh, in, in the coffee maker downstairs, dude. This shit is hitting right now. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I feel like I'm suited right now. Yeah. I yeah, keep burping I and shit. Like, I'm fighting for my <laughs> life right now. But um, I was uh, flirting with flirting with a Hispanic mother of two in the uh, the apartment lobby when I was getting my coffee. So <laughs> Come on, just, man. Just an update. Hopefully he's listening. Shout out to you out there if you uh, are listening. But uh, Luana Santos, this, is what, this one's going to pain me to talk about. Um, oh, man. Let's uh, let's bring the let's bring the energy down a little bit here. Uh, Juliana Miller, uh, she gets <laughs> she gets the fuck beat out of her man. She she got beat up pretty good here on this. Uh, Luana, Luana Santos didn't exactly look like uh, Israel Adesanya in there, but she didn't have she didn't have to when you're fighting Juliana Miller, who just ran across the cage and tried to throw nukes. She looked good for the first 45 seconds, but yeah, once she got hit, I was say. it kind of went downhill after that, and uh, it you know. No, no wrestling was even really close to happening, and uh, you know, you almost uh, for a second I thought you were going to get that guillotine for your submission, that plus five fifty you had. But I know uh, she it, didn't even she didn't even look to do. It. Honestly, I thought if she did look to do it, she would have because I think at one point she tried to grab her and and initiate a judo toss, but she didn't really get she she didn't get it. Yeah. So I was hoping she would try it again because honestly, man, does uh, Juliana Miller have does she? <laughs> <laughs> does, does she strike you as somebody that has like you know good balance or anything like she looks like she just sucks at everything and yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because she's three and three now like that's her pro record three and three uh <laughs> i think she's um i mean she should be in the ufc let's just be honest yeah, I mean, <laughs> put her back on the contender series. Three down in my hallway. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming down. Yeah, Timber. Fucking. But no, seriously Fuck. though, like oh. it's all just looping. She doesn't look like she, she. She looks like she has no skin, like no muscle to her whatsoever. No. Yeah. No striking technique. No nothing. I mean, she's a good grappler. But but so what? Honestly, that that's the like if you can't really get them to the ground and you're not powerful enough to take people down, then what does it matter? And it seems like week after week or fight after fight with her, she just continually she hasn't gotten any better. So she, maybe she needs to take some time off and really just like work on her game. But it doesn't seem like that's a part of her mo. But you know, 
I don't know what her MO is because it's just get punched you know, the in the face. Keep, yeah, the cage is the one keeping her up, and um, it, you know, Mr. Herzog had to step in. I, I was watching the fight at work with one of my coworkers. He's like, "Oh, I feel like they could have let that fight keep going." I was like, "Yeah, probably not. Probably yeah. not the best idea." Uh, that's funny when you watch fights with people who like don't really watch it like that. They're like, "Wait, yeah. well." Even well, some of my friends, the fight. even some of my friends who watch it all the time, and they say stuff. I'm like, guys, that that, that she was on death's door. She's standing there just getting pinged yeah. around back and forth. Like, <laughs> the point of stopping the fight is that the guy, the the referee, who was I believe Herzog, who's the best in the game, thinks this girl's not going to be able to come back from this, and she he's right. Yeah. She was not going to be able to come back from that. She's just eventually well, no. going to get put to sleep, and let's save her from getting no. put to sleep by ending the fight right here. So. That was uh, UFC Vegas '78. If you if you didn't watch it, we just told you about it. You didn't miss much. Uh, you know there were some there were some good finishes, but other than that, there was a lot of ugly decisions and bad bad decisions on some you know in, in some aspects. But Roundtree gets fifty thousand uh, dollars. Lucindo gets fifty thousand dollars. Marcus McGee gets fifty thousand dollars, and so does Demond Blackshear getting a fifty thousand dollar check and then bouncing right back. And fighting Mario Love Bautista, it. if he's able to pull that off and win, imagine he gets another fifty k, hundred k in one week. That's pretty good. Yeah, you could say I that, man. That's uh, that that would be a huge night or a huge week uh, at the office for Mister Demond Blackshear, Philadelphia's own Demond Blackshear. Yes, so uh, we that was UFC Vegas seventy eight. Like I said, we did have uh, a little bit of boxing this past week, and uh, did you were you able to <laughs> take in the Navarrete fight? Oh man! So uh, a little bit before the fight started, I was like, "God damn it! I need I need to put a bet, a small bet of some sort on somebody." And I saw Navarrete was plus one eighty uh, right before they walked out, and I was like, "Oh, I'm 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 taking that one hundred percent." And um, that fight was crazy. <laughs> that fight was crazy. Um, well, when two Mexican Emmanuel gentlemen Nav- get in there, it's always going to be a little wild, man. Emmanuel Navarrete, I believe, threw a thousand punches. I saw that. A thousand. Um, he is such an interesting interesting fighter with an interesting style. I'm starting to burp now ever since you said that. I'm telling you. It's um, awesome, like he's going he's gonna to throw a lot of punches. He's going to miss a lot of punches. And he kind of um, – I don't want to say he's off balance, but his footwork will be <clears throat> mixed up and not, not what it should be sometimes. But – uh, the way you almost, he, just, you almost just tossed your lunch there. I had, dude. I had to, I had to mute myself to really clear my throat. It didn't even work. I don't understand. I really don't understand what's going on. Can I take a sip of water? Will that work? Yeah, Hold try. On. Give it a try, dude. Yeah, I don't know how as much has changed, but <laughs> he, uh, he's just relentless, dude. He has a nasty, nasty uppercut. He has an awesome lead left hook. He doesn't really jab much. He, he, he kind of just leads in and and uh, just hits you. Really precisely, honestly, with that left hook, he, he he throws everything, everything, and he doesn't stop. He, um, I want to say he threw 138 strikes in the 11th or the 10th round. I'm trying to bring that up. Like when you have somebody like that that has such a high volume and they keep it up into the later rounds, like I don't know how you're supposed to beat that man. Like Oscar Valdez is as game as you can be. He's very good, but man, his eye as soon as his eye started getting busted up. Also, Navarrete broke his right hand. In the middle of the fight, <clears throat> so like that's it's fucking crazy, man. It's absolutely insane. Um, I'm trying to look at the shots now. Yeah, he he was two sixteen of a thousand thirty eight. Navarrete, that's crazy. He threw six hundred more punches than Valdez threw. Um, they didn't really go to the body much. They were just stand there and brawl. And Navarrete won a decision. I think the the scorecards were really really. Wild. 119, 109, 118, 110, and 116, 112. Uh, I thought it was pretty closer than the first two scorecards, but we cashed that money line. Emmanuel never take plus 180. Cash that. Send that ticket in. Um, if you had Anthony Joshua in my knockout, to win my brutal knockout at minus 400, cash that ticket because he sent Robert Hellenius to hell. Um, I know you probably thought that was, that was going to happen. Um, yeah, hit him with a straight right in the seventh round. He is. He's still sleeping, I think. But um, and then in the co-game, we get two forty-year-olds: Gerald Washington, Derek Chisora. That fight was pretty hilarious. Um, Ricky Hatton's son got another win. <clears throat> Other than that, yeah, not really much. I guess um, kind of a slow boxing week. The Navarrete card in general, I don't think there was like much going on it. 
going on on the other on the undercard. But that fight was great. It's always good to see top rank have you know solid ESPN cards and ESPN fights. This was one of them. Um, I'm trying to think if they have anything else coming up. I think they might have better be Evan Smith this weekend. Actually, um, that fight was. I think. It, oh, did it canceled? I think it okay. It did get canceled. I'm sorry. It better be has a jaw infection. Um, How? Yeah, uh, not sure. Uh, but they have one September 15th. Joette Gonzalez, Luis Alberto Lopez at 126. That's gonna be another banger, honestly, with Xander Xander Zayas in the co-main, undefeated Puerto Rican. I think he is. So that should be a good card. Top rank usually does that. Um, they go to Texas. They go to. Where was this one at? I think this fight was in Arizona. So Top Rank's been doing pretty well. I mean, box, honestly, boxing's having a really good year in general. <clears throat> so they're looking to rebound this weekend with... I'm trying to think who the fuck it is this weekend. Nothing. Nothing really going on this weekend. It was supposed to be better be Evan Smith. Uh, next weekend, Alexander Usyk comes back. Jared, Jared Anderson fights again. And then... From there, it's you know honestly that September doesn't look that crazy. Canelo is at the end of September with Jamal Charlo, Tommy Fury, and KSI. I know you're waiting for that. Uh, Tyson Fury, and Francis is in, is in October. That's coming up. Who cares? So <laughs> uh, Lee Wood and Josh Warrington. Looking forward to that one in the uh, in the UK October seventh. So that should be fun. But yeah. That was the weekend uh, in boxing. How about uh, did you see any of the Bellator? I didn't catch any of it, but yeah, or yeah, did you I watch saw it? Mr. Mr. Brennan Ward uh, got he eliminated. Got yeah, he got eliminated. I saw that him getting eliminated, <laughs> but James Gallagher getting a big win. Good feel, good story for Ward, but you know Logan Storley is a stud, and yeah, your boy James Gallagher squeaking out a split decision. Over James Gonzalez, so hopefully they give him somebody good next, and he gets absolutely smoked. Oh come on! But um, Sydney Outlaw, I think, pulled an, pulled an upset. He did. Beating Islam Mamadov. Um, I think he beat him every round. I didn't even see what happened. Justine Kish, the woman who shat herself a while back, got Come a on. win. Help her out. We don't have to bring that up I, every time. I have to. She gave Pantera, my girl, good Instagram follow. She gave her her first loss. Enrique Barzola got back in the winning column. Um, <clears throat> who else? There was somebody else. Uh, the wrestler, Jordan Oliver. I think he, he's from Oklahoma State. I don't know if he trains with DC or he's just friends with them, but <clears throat> he got an <clears throat> arm triangle in the first round. I'm struggling. Uh, Michael Blockus, he was from – fuck, where is he from? The All-American from Minnesota? He got in there his first fight, and he smoked yes. some poor guy who was owned for. So On the post limb. Listen, if we're doing post limbs, how are you supposed to be taken serious as an as a organization? He you fought know, a guy who is now 0-5, by the way. Yeah, Eli Mefford. What are we doing? <laughs> So, well, that's why Bellator is um, going to be getting sold pretty soon. So that's yeah, bought out, turned into PFL Bellator. PFL tour. Um, I will say though, two ninety nine doesn't look great. Doesn't look great. It's going to be in Dublin, Dublin. Johnny Eblen, Fabian Edwards, Fabian, Fabian. Aaron Pico is getting back in there. Nice. It's always good. It's always good. Uh, the card itself is probably garbage, but three hundred Bellator three hundred. They have like seventeen title fights. So. They're really trying to stack this that card up. This is the end, it says. So we'll see if that's actually... That actually <laughs> Does that really say end. that? Literally, it says it, it ends here or something is the tagline for it. So <laughs> This is all she wrote, folks. Yeah, th- um, thanks for coming. And then the Contender Series, I don't know if you watched it yesterday. No. At all. Okay, uh, Paulo Hanato, he was on the, the season last year. He fought Jamal Pogues and looked like shit. He lost again. So not so good news for him. him. <laughs> I'm done with him. You go 0-2 in the Contender Series. I don't think there's much else, any more work for you to be done. Um, Mr. George Hardwick, the best lightweight in Cage Warriors, lost every round to the biggest underdog, the pride of Palestine, Abdul Karim Al-Sawadi. Uh, so good win for that fellow. Um, he's won like five in a row now. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Everybody got a, a contract undefeated. last night? Uh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, everybody got a contract. This this is going to happen all year. Everybody, as, as long as you win, you're getting a contract, and it's it's so it's so so unfortunate because it's obviously a way to like you know obviously these fighters would rather fight for 10k in the UFC than fucking you know 12 dollars in the regional scene. Um, so it's obviously good for the fighters, but also not really. I mean, it's just a way to stack apex cards with 
fighters that don't make that much money, and you know, it, it just sucks. Like, obviously, I, I can't see all these fighters deserving a UFC contract right away. I, I just can't. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I definitely last week I didn't think they all deserved a contract, and um, you know. I, I didn't really watch this week. So I'll definitely watch next week. Um, there's some undefeated guys in the main the main event. There's a couple um, a couple fly or featherweights. Um, next week looks good. Some flyweights, just the, like the lower lower fire. You see heavyweights on a contender series fight, you know it's going to be bad. You just know. So, yeah. So we and then uh, was it this is it this Friday we have that PFL card that's. Uh... It's they're oh, getting close to the end of their season. They got Pacheco and all that. We can save all this for uh, our I Friday episode, though. So, Henan yeah. Fajeda and uh, Maurice Green. Oh man, good. it's this one's an ugly one. It's not actually the one. So we we will <laughs> we will get to this uh, later. Eddie George on. is fighting on this car. I thought he was. I thought he was done as a running back. Yeah, he's no, he's coming back, and he's white now. Apparently, so <laughs> that's that's a new thing to uh, throw into the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> KSW, KSW. Uh, um, I don't. I don't think we have any boys though. In there then. Yeah, no, no, he's no. not. Damn it, damn it. But ladies and gentlemen, Uh-oh. we're done. That's pretty much it. That's uh, that's all I got. To it's say. over. Yeah, it's it stops all over. here. It ends here. It ends here, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. But not really. We'll be back Friday for another episode of the. Well, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe we'll try and give you. We'll try to squeeze in some bird stock. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll get some shit out there, ladies and gentlemen. We, yeah. we always try to help you out. All the content for all the people out there, we try to do our best. But James Harden slander hour that will be coming oh, soon. Oh man, I have it cooked up. I have a whole <laughs> my bag is deep with uh, James Harden slander. So we will get into that. And I don't even like Daryl Morey, but uh, you know, it's, yeah, we'll 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 get into all. They can that. both get it. Anybody yeah, can get. Anybody it. can get it. But uh, my name is Matt McSweeney. Ty Capone, as always. Make sure you tip your waiter more than 20%. Yes.